0: Welcome to the Plant Powered Pantry podcast, where we believe that small changes in our food choices can make big differences in our health and wellness. I am your host, Jill Dobrowanski, an educator, author, and self-trained chef. Whether you are vegan, veg curious, or just simply wanna kickstart your health, this is the podcast for you. Each week, we will investigate one plant-based food to expand your pantry one step at a time. Together, we can build a healthy foundation by investigating history, health benefits, and providing tips on storing and cooking, along with a delicious recipe for you to try. I'm so happy you are joining me in my kitchen to explore all the wonderful accessible foods the world has to offer. So let's put on our apron and join me as we open the doors to the Plant-Powered Pantry. Welcome to Season 3, where we are going to be exploring grains, greens, and beans. I was inspired by longtime podcasters of No Meat Athlete, runners and authors, Matt Frazier and Doug Hay. Thanks to Matt and Doug for the inspiration for this season. New episodes will drop every Monday, so be sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't done so already, could you kindly rate and review the podcast? It helps spread the plant-powered message to others. Okay, let's get this season underway. Welcome to my kitchen. Information in this podcast should not be taken as medical advice. If you require a medical diagnosis or prescription, or if you are contemplating any major dietary change, please consult with a certified healthcare provider. You should also seek an expert opinion prior to making any changes in your diet, supplement regime, or lifestyle. Also, please know that we will be discussing nutritional value of the food we explore each week. If this could be a potential trigger for you, please skip that portion of the episode. And if you or someone you know is struggling with an eating disorder, please seek help. There are several links provided in the show notes for you. Welcome back, pantry people. I'm so happy to have you joining me. Here we are, season three, grains, greens, and beans, And in today's episode, we are talking about barley. But before we dig into our episode, I wanted to fill you in on what I've been working on with regards to my marathon training. We are now 17 weeks out from the marathon date, but this weekend I took some time and I ran a local 5K. I really was doing it mostly for time, but we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. So the Ocean County Running Club hosted the Pine Beach 5K and fun fact, when I first started running years ago, this was one of the first races I ran. I love this race. One, the views are beautiful. It goes right along the waterfront and in through the small town past some beautiful homes, but it's also a lot of fun and One of the things that I love about this race is how this small town comes out to cheer you on and some residents have their sprinklers going or there are actually a couple of them with their hoses on today to allow runners to run through and cool off. And that's very important since it's mid-June and the heat and humidity of summer were in full swing today. Yes, I did run it this morning, so as I'm recording on Sunday, June 26th, I ran it this morning. However, I did not break my sub-30-minute goal, Uh, but I only missed it by 1 minute and 44 seconds, which I'm pretty happy about. I also ended up placing fourth in my age group, which has me even closer than I've ever been to the top three. One of the things that I learned during this race is that I really need to invest in some good running shoes. My feet are sore. And I love my Fila's. I've been running in my Fila's that I typically buy at Kohl's when they're on sale with my 30% coupon, and those of you who do the same thing, you know how I how it feels but I really just don't think that they are actually cutting it for me anymore. So if anyone has a recommendation for a good running shoe for a gal who has a very high arch and needs a wide toe box due to my hereditary bunions, thanks mom, let me know. You can send me a link via DM on Instagram or just let me know what you recommend. At the Plant Powered Pantry, or send it to me via email. Plant Powered Pantry Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, enough about running. Let's get down to barley basics. Similar to faro, which we talked about last week, season three, episode one, barley was first domesticated about 10,000 years ago in the Fertile Crescent and actually has been found in Egyptian tombs. And barley was used in ancient Egypt for offerings to the gods in funerals as a food source, but it also had medicinal uses. They also used it to make a low-alcohol ale, which would eventually lead to the common-day use as one of the grains in beer and alcohol. It then started to spread across Europe as a result of the movement of civilizations and the opening of trade. And according to Britannica, barley was the chief bread Plant that was used to make the flower of the Hebrews, the Greeks, and the Romans, and much of Europe, then throughout the 16th century. Barley is also believed to have been brought to the continent of North America via Christopher Columbus. Now, it was also brought to the Northeast U.S. during the English colonization and then migrated to the Southwest as a result of the Spanish mission movement. Now, while barley was first considered a cereal and is still kind of categorized that depending upon what you're reading, barley is one grain that is grown across the world, wherever crops are grown and has multiple uses as I said before, beer and alcohol. It's also used in animal feed, but it can be an essential contribution to our diets. So let's take a look at some of the health benefits of barley. According to the National Library of Medicine, barley is rich in vitamins, minerals, and other beneficial plant compounds. And it's available in many forms, ranging from whole barley to barley grits to flakes to pearled barley and flour. Now, almost all forms of barley utilize the whole grain, except for pearl barley. This is just barley that's kind of been polished and tossed around to remove some or all of the outer bran layer that comes along with the hull. Now, this does reduce its nutritional impact slightly. So be sure that you are reading your labels and you are checking out what you are uh, purchasing when you go to the grocery store, which by the way, yes, I find it in my local grocer. I find it both in the whole grain version, uh, the hold um, version, but also the pearl version, which, you know, I kind of just go back and forth between. And it's also found in some of the harvest grain mix that you might find when you go to the store. When consumed as a whole grain, so when you're consuming it in its most natural state. With that hull on it, barley is a particular rich source of fiber, manganese, and selenium. And it also contains good amounts of copper, vitamin B1, phosphorus, magnesium, and niacin. Now, we're, you know we're going there because we are. Barley lessens hunger because of its high fiber content. And you know how I, how I feel about my fiber because it is our friend. Now, it also has a, a high content of a soluble fiber known as beta-glucan, which is particularly helpful in reducing hunger. And that's because the soluble fibers, such as beta-glucan, tend to form the gel-like substance in your gut, which then slows digestion and absorbs your body. It allows your body to absorb nutrients. And in turn, this curbs your appetite and promotes that feeling of fullness. Now once again it is high in fiber but then the other part of the this little <laughs> little tiny powerhouse is because it also has insoluble fiber now most of the fiber found in barley is insoluble which unlike soluble fiber does not dissolve in water or your stomach acids instead it adds bulk to your stool and accelerates intestinal movements, and that then reduces the likelihood of constipation. So in other words, it helps keep you regular. Get your fiber. It's our friend. Now, according to the current atheroscler report, and I probably butchered that, so my apologies, of 2010, Whole grains are consistently linked to better health. Therefore, it should come as no surprise that regularly adding barley to your diet may lower, may lower your risk of heart disease. And that's because barley lowers certain risk factors. So in addition to reducing those bad LDL cholesterol levels, Barley soluble fiber also may bring blood pressure levels down because your body isn't working as hard. Barley also may reduce your risk of type 2 diabetes by lowering blood sugar levels and improving insulin secretion. And this is in part due to barley's rich magnesium content. And that's a mineral that plays an important role in insulin production and your body's use of sugar. Now, barley's fairly inexpensive and incredibly easy to add to your diet. And due to its high fiber content, barley can make a great alternative to more refined grains. It also is very easy to store, and has a long shelf life. So let's talk about some of the tips for storing. Most of our food, barley is perishable. However, The shelf life of it is usually much longer than most of our foods. And to ensure optimum freshness and shelf life, it's always best to buy barley that is well packaged and well sealed. You can also find it in some of the bigger grocery stores if they carry a bulk section, Just make sure that when you are, if you are taking um, barley from the bulk section, that you take a whiff of it. You don't want it to smell sour because then that means it's already rancid and that is not going to end well for you. So make sure that if you are buying it from a bin section, that you do just kind of take a quick whiff of it to make sure that it has not gone rancid. For home storage... It's very similar to farro. So keeping barley sealed in containers, and you know I love my wide mouth mason jars, with tight fitting lids is often the best method for keeping it fresh, especially when the container of barley is stored in a cool, dry, dark location. I typically keep mine in my pantry because it's temperature controlled, um, it's dark unless I'm opening the door. And I have all of my shelving there, so it's easy for me to store it in there. A seal container is very important for maintaining the freshness and reducing the possibility of infestations, because none of us want those. However, the refrigerator can also be a good place to store your barley, especially if you find... yourself in warm, humid weather. However, using the sealed container is even more important in this case in order to prevent your barley from absorbing moisture and odors and flavors from the other foods that you keep in your fridge. Like I think about my fridge right now and it is packed with fresh fruits and vegetables because I made a local run to my produce warehouse place last week and I'm just, I'm, I'm packed. Like you open it up and you're getting parsley, you're you're smelling cilantro, you're smelling broccoli, you're smelling, you know, you, you're getting all of those smells. So then that means that whatever I leave uncovered has the potential to also absorb those smells. So make sure if you are gonna put it in the fridge, you put it in a sealed container. Now for long-term storage, the freezer compartment is the best place to store barley. But again, it must be in a sealed container or at least tightly wrapped. Now once cooked, you should you could let your barley cool and then store it in an airtight container in the fridge and it will keep well for up to five days and can be used straight from the fridge. Um, I know myself when I'm meal planning and meal prepping, when I'm on my game, <laughs> I may make a batch of barley store let it cool off, store it in a container um, with a lid on it in the fridge. And then throughout the week, I just scoop some out for whether I'm making bowls or salads or just some kind of side for my dinner. Um, so it's also a great make-ahead um, thing to have in your fridge. Now, let's head on over to the kitchen and make some barley pilaf with peas and carrots. You're going to love this one. So this week's recipe is an adaptation from Nava of The Vegan Atlas and has been around for quite a while. I've mixed it up a little bit over the years. But I love how quick and easy it comes together for a complete, well-balanced weeknight dinner and definitely hits those grains, greens, and beans that we are talking about this season. And it's also a great way to use up any fresh produce that you might have that might be nearing the end of its time. So for example, I had some mushrooms in the fridge. I know I had my frozen peas. I had my carrots because... Let's face it, we all have carrots in our fridge, or at least I hope we do. And um, so I also, I had some spinach that was getting kind of sad looking. So I just whipped it all together last week and it made a perfect dinner. And then I had leftovers. So I was able to bring it to the office the next day for lunch and have a well-balanced, nutritious, you know, packed lunch that was able to sustain me for the rest of the afternoon. All right, let's get to it. You're going to need one cup of raw barley, three cups of vegetable broth. You could also use water, but I like the the taste and the flavor that the vegetable broth brings to this dish. So one cup of bra- barley, three cups of veggie broth, two tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil or whatever oil you are choosing to cook in one medium onion, finely chopped, one cup of shredded carrot, two cloves of garlic that have been minced, one cup of fresh or frozen green peas, and if you are using frozen, please thaw them ahead of time, a quarter cup of fresh parsley, two cups of fresh spinach, spinach, Oh, two cups of fresh spinach, rinsed and dried. One 15-ounce can of cannellini beans, rinsed or drained. And then salt and pepper to taste. Um, You can use any type of bean that you like. I like the meatiness and the way the cannellini beans, some of them kind of break down and help bring this whole dish together. But you can use whatever beans you want. So, it's very simple to make. Combine the barley with the vegetable broth in a medium saucepan. Bring to a slow boil, then lower the heat and simmer with the cover slightly ajar for about 40 minutes, or at least until the water is absorbed. Now, at this point, you can taste your barley. If you don't like the consistency of it, if it's still a little bit too chewy for you, just add a half cup more of vegetable stock and just continue simmering it until it's absorbed. And then you can repeat that process until it reaches the consistency that you're happy with. Now, barley's cooked, it's sitting in its pot, cooling off on the stove. You're gonna heat your oil in a large skillet. Add your diced onion, add your, and saute over medium heat until it's translucent that usually takes about three to five minutes depending upon the heat of your stove. You're also going to add the carrot and garlic at this point in time. So once the onions become translucent, we're going to add the carrots and garlic and continue to saute that until the vegetables are a little tender. Make sure you mix it well because you don't want anything sticking to the pan and burning. Once your carrots and garlic are just a little bit tender. Um, You're going to add the cooked barley. You're going to add your rinsed and drained beans. You're going to add your spinach, your peas, and then cook all of that over low heat for about seven to eight minutes, stirring often. So what you're looking to do here is you're looking here to wilt your lettuce. You're looking to bring all of those flavors together and heat everything up so that it's around the same equal temperature. So you're going to cook that over about seven to eight minutes over low heat. At this point in time, turn off the heat, stir in the parsley, and then season with salt and pepper if needed and serve it. This is a great recipe to have on hand. Like I said, I usually make a container of this and I have it all week. I can use it for lunch. I can use it for leftovers. It's delicious, warm, but it's also (laughs) equally as good at room temperature. Tip of the week for this week is due to its high fiber content, barley can make a great alternative to a lot of your refined grains. For instance, you can use it as a side dish instead of white pasta or even couscous. Barley also makes a great alternative to white rice dishes, so something if you were going to make a pilaf or a risotto, it makes a great alternative. It can also make a great grain to have as a base for any bowl that you're building. Hopefully, it's a green greens and beans bowl. But barley can also be added to soups, stuffings, stews, salads, or even baked into bread. Um, You also can follow the traditional method and eat it as part of a hot cereal breakfast with some fresh fruits on it. Um, You can also simply just buy whole grain bread that contains barley. But as we've talked about before, make sure you're checking your labels. Okay, We have one more segment, and I'm very excited about our Instagram follow of the week. This new segment is intended to connect you with some people who are spreading happiness, and awareness to our little corner of Instagram. So this week, I want you to connect with my friend, Vanessa, of Vanessa Loves Veggies. Now, make sure you check the show notes because Vanessa spells Vanessa very differently. So it's V-E-N-E-S-S-A, and then loves veggies. So make sure you check her out. And one of the reasons why I love Vanessa is not only because she's a beautiful person inside and out, but because this girl is the queen of bowls. And what she does with grains, greens, and beans, along with ensuring that we eat the rainbow is incredible. Her, her, Her creations are mouthwatering, and I can honestly tell you I probably have more saved um, Instagram posts in my account, and they are from Vanessa because she has such great ideas, and she also provides a recipe for you along with each bowl. And Vanessa is also dedicated to creating plant-based meals that are Easy and healthy. So make sure you go out and follow Vanessa Loves Veggies and let her know that Jill from the Plant Powered Pantry sent you. Thank you so much for joining me in my kitchen today. It was such fun. Don't forget to subscribe to the Plant Powered Pantry podcast and tell a friend so that neither one of you ever miss an episode. Be sure to connect with me, The Plant Powered Pantry, on Instagram and with my friend who I highlighted this week. We would love to connect with you. And remember to stay plant powered.